RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Police arrest a Baptist University student leader for allegedly possessing military-grade laser pointers and wiping his mobile phone. IPAC cable comes under fire again amid further accusations of editorial interference. And the government hits back after a U.S. report recommends making it easier for Hong Kongers who are fleeing political persecution. Police say they arrested Baptist University student leader Keith Fong for allegedly possessing military-grade laser pointers and erasing his mobile phone. He was detained this morning after his release from an arrest in August last year. Investigators say he's suspected of perverting the course of justice and resisting a public officer because he reset his phone despite being told not to use it. Senior Superintendent Ho Chun Tung from the Organised Crime and Triad Bureau says it decided to arrest Mr Fong again on suspicion of possessing offensive weapons because it didn't accept his explanation for buying 10 laser pointers that were classified for industrial or military use. Normally, um, those laser devices are used for stargazing. They are emitting green beams. And those we seize, the 10 laser devices that we seize, they are emitting uh, blue beams. So we think that they are not for stargazing purposes. A sacked journalist from pay TV company iCable says a new management team tried to prevent coverage of sensitive topics. Damon Pang has details. A day after being laid off, Wang Peng, a senior editor on the China desk, says one manager requested more coverage of official Beijing press conferences. She said managers weren't familiar with mainland news, so it was easy to resist the intervention. But she said the meddling was obvious and no one knew when it would end. Her firing yesterday triggered the resignation of the full China team. She was among 40 staff laid off in the newsroom, with a further 16 journalists resigning in protest. In a statement, iCable cited the economic downturn from the pandemic as the reason for the mass sackings. The district court has appointed a judge designated to handle national security cases to hear the case of activist Tam Tak Chi, although none of his 14 charges come under the national security law. Chief District Judge Justin Coe agreed with the prosecutors that decisions made by a normal judge in this case could be subject to judicial review as he could be acting beyond his authority. The DOJ has said that allegedly seditious remarks by the People Power Vice Chairman such as Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times were subversive and could fall under the national security law. The hearing resumes tomorrow. The tourism sector has expressed surprise and disappointment at the government's decision to enforce a, a two-person limit on local tours, effectively banning them. Overnight, authorities announced that tours and religious groups will no longer be exempted from social distancing measures. The Tourism Board also suspended its free tour scheme. The chairman of the Travel Agent Owners Association, Freddie Yip, says it's ridiculous to ban local tours when there are crowds of people on public transport. He called for more subsidies for the suffering industry. The travel agency, they work with their heart and try to get a lot of customers to book. Now they need to refund the money to them. And they need to cancel the arrangement, the reservation for the tourist coach, the guy, restaurant, etc. So uh, what can we do? I think they need to start to think where to find the money and how much to be given to the travel agency to help them. In its annual report, a U.S. congressional committee has recommended making it easier for Hong Kong residents fleeing political persecution to settle in the United States. In response, the government here said the report was another example of blatant interference. Mike Weeks reports. 
The US-China Economic and Security Review Commission recommended making it easier for Hong Kongers in fear of political persecution to apply for US visas, as well as granting political asylum to those born after the handover who could only get a Hong Kong passport. It said trade authorities should report within 90 days whether there was a risk of mainland China using Hong Kong to evade trade remedies. The report accused Beijing of using the coronavirus to silence opposition while the pandemic prevented protests from Hong Kong residents and distracted the international community. It also said legislative council elections were postponed and dozens of pro-democracy candidates barred because authorities were facing a likely pro-democracy victory. In response, the SAR government said the elections were postponed because of health risks during the pandemic. It accused the US of double standards and said enacting national security laws were in line with international practice. More than 150 parliamentarians from 18 countries have called on the chief executive, Carrie Lam, to intervene to ensure justice for 12 Hong Kong residents detained on the mainland while they tried to flee the city by boat. The 12 all faced charges linked to last year's anti-government protests. They've been detained since August. Mainland authorities said last week that members of the group faced charges of illegal border crossing and arranging such crossings. In a letter, the parliamentarian said it was incumbent on Carrie Lam to intervene. It said the group should be returned to Hong Kong immediately to be allowed to nominate legal representatives and given access to their families. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Lo Chi Kuang, has been grilled by lawmakers over the government's decision not to, rule out, not to roll out another round of wage subsidies from this month. Lawmakers from, both, from various parties have expressed concern over the end of the employment support scheme amid fears that more businesses will fold and there will be a surge in job losses in the coming months. However, speaking through an interpreter, Mr Law said the government is working to create more than 30,000 jobs in the next two years. The most important thing is to create jobs. Among the 30,000 jobs, we already have hired uh, 10,000 people. The other 19,000 jobs are currently in recruitment process. These jobs will be available for those who need to uh, find a new job. Mr Vincent. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison has made a direct appeal to Chinese people on the messaging app WeChat following a growing row with Beijing about a simulated photo. Mr Morrison explains his country's position would not diminish its respect for the Chinese community in Australia. China has refused to apologise for the photo, which was tweeted by Foreign Ministry, Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian. China has successfully put a probe onto the surface of the moon, which is due to send back to Earth about two kilos of rock. If successful, the mission will become the first round trip to the moon by a spacecraft since the 1970s. Monica Grady, a professor of planetary and space sciences in the UK, said this was a groundbreaking expedition. It's very significant. The first one that's going to bring back samples since the Apollo and lunar missions of the early to mid-1970s. Uh, it's going to a different part of the moon from where we've been before. We hope it's going to bring younger rocks back so that we can learn about a, a different part of the moon's geological history. Overseas and a senior election official in the U.S. state of Georgia says Donald Trump's repeated claims that the presidential poll was fraudulent risks inspiring people to commit acts of violence. Gabriel Sterling, a Republican, said election workers had been intimidated with one receiving death threats. He said he had police protection at his own home. At an emotionally charged news conference, Mr. Sterling addressed Mr. Trump directly. Mr. President, it looks like you likely lost the state of Georgia. We're investigating. There's always a possibility. I get it. You have the rights to go through the courts. 
What you don't have the ability to do, and you need to step up and say this, is stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. One of President Trump's most loyal lieutenants, the U.S. Attorney General William Barr, says there's no evidence of widespread fraud that could change the outcome of the election. President Trump has consistently refused to concede victory to Joe Biden. The Democrat, the Democrat Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said Mr. Barr's job could now be at risk. In response to Attorney General Bill Barr, I guess he's the next one to be fired. Since he now, too, says there's no fraud, Trump seems to fire anyone in that regard. The U.S. President-elect Joe Biden has urged Congress to pass a robust aid package for the economy, saying businesses and state governments needed important immediate relief. Mr. Biden said it was also important to offer support in response to the pandemic. As we battle the COVID-19 disease, we have to make sure that business and workers have the tools, resources and guidance and the health and safety standards to be able to operate safely. The goal is simple keep businesses and schools open safely. And for millions of Americans who have lost their jobs or hours and have had to claim unemployment, we have to deliver them immediate relief. Singapore has become the first country to give regulatory approval for the use of cultured meat. The decision clears the way for Eat Just, a US-based company, to sell lab-grown chicken as an ingredient in the city-state. The BBC's Surinjani Tawari reports. Eat Just says its cultured meat is healthier and better for the environment. Cultured meat is made by putting stem cells from the animal into an environment that feeds the cells, allowing them to grow. The founder and CEO of Eat Just, Josh Tetrick, has compared the process to brewing beer. Eat Just is among dozens of startups that are trying to make lab-grown meat tasty and affordable. Singapore's approval is likely to attract competitors to set up operations in the city-state and could prompt other countries to approve the product. Angel Gurria, the head of the international economic agency, the OECD, has warned of the risk that a dispute over a digital services tax could spark a trade war. Efforts to reach a global deal in taxing big technology companies like Apple, Google and Facebook have stalled. Let's go multilateral because the alternative of each country going their own way and then retaliation coming uh, from the United States would uh, detonate a tax war but also a trade war. And that's the last thing we want when we're trying to, um, to recover from the pandemic. The captain of a dive boat which caught fire and sank off the Californian coast last year, killing 34 people, has been indicted on federal manslaughter charges. The indictment alleges that Jerry Boylan's negligence and inattention to his duties caused the deaths. The Oscar-nominated actor formerly known as Alan Page has announced he's transgender. In a statement on Twitter, the Canadian star said his name was now Elliot. He described it as a joyous moment but said he was scared of facing hatred, jokes and violence. Page received international acclaim for playing a pregnant teenager in the 2007 film Juno. Finance now. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.38 yen. The euro is one US dollar and 20 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 40 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,468, 92 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $82 billion. Now with the sports, here's Adam Chung. Liverpool have qualified for the Champions League last 16 as group winners after a hard-fought 1-0 victory over Ajax. 
The Irish goalkeeper Kravin Kelleher kept a clean sheet on his Champions League debut. 19-year-old Curtis Jones got his first goal in the competition. Reporting from Anfield, the BBC's Ian Dennis. Well, as you say, Liverpool through as, as group winners on a night when the young Irish goalkeeper Kevin Kelleher made three important saves to keep out Ajax. Twice he was extended by Masrawi and then a point-blank save from Huntelaar's header late on kept a very impressive European debut. He was assured, he was commanding as he deputized for, deputized for Alisson who has a, a slight leg muscle issue. Ajax dominated the, uh, the first half here at Anfield. They, they did pose a threat but Liverpool were more organised in the second period. Curtis Jones, who hit a post in the first half with the only goal just before the hour. It was a, a cushion finish after a lapse in concentration from Onana. Just went over his head, switched off, and uh, there was uh, was Curtis Jones. Firmino did have a, a shot pushed onto the post late on, but I thought Kelleher was uh, Liverpool's most impressive performer. Also in that group, Atalanta drew one all with Danish side Michelin. Porto have joined Manchester City in qualifying from Group C after the two sides drew 0-0 in Portugal. The result made City the winners of that group. Real Madrid are in danger after they lost 2-0 at Chateau Donetsk with just one game to play in a wide-open Group B. Last place Inter stay alive with a 3-2 win against the leaders Borussia Mönchengladbach. Real are third in their group and will host Mönchengladbach on the final match day next week. Spanish football expert Eduardo Alvarez says Zinedine Zidane would probably lose his job if Real failed to make it to the last 16. It, it, it's going to be a nightmare for Zidane. His name has been already uh, been very questioned because of the decisions he's made, rotating players and uh, giving playing time to uh, players that took him uh, to win three Champions League titles, but that are not in the same shape. I'm, I'm talking about Marcelo, and that has led to very frustrating results both in La Liga and in, in the Champions League tournament. So I think uh, not qualifying uh, would be really, really difficult for him to, to keep his job if that happens. Atletico Madrid would have progressed with a game to spare but were denied by a late Thomas Müller penalty in a one-all draw with already qualified Bayern Munich. RB Salzburg's earlier 3-1 win over Lokomotiv Moscow means the Austrian side will take the other qualification spot if they beat Atletico in next week's final group game. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. Police arrest a Baptist University student leader for allegedly possessing military-grade laser pointers and wiping his mobile phone. iCable comes under fire again amid further accusations of editorial interference. And the government hits back after a US report recommends making it easier for Hong Kongers fleeing political persecution. The news from RTHK. Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight, fight the, the virus. virus. Stay, Stay vigilant. vigilant. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting. Avoid rush hours and busy times and take advantage of flexible working hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. 
Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Yeah. 